From the Islamic Institute of Toronto, this is Mamun Hassan and you are listening to Friday Decoded. Sheikh Musleh, mm-hmm. this has been a very difficult week for a lot of Muslims all over the world. Tell me your thought process as you're preparing for the khutbah this week. Uh, gosh, t- to be honest with you, I-, I don't even know myself. I have a lot of different things that run through my mind, uh, verses of the Quran or different traditions. Then I'll look on the news and I'll try my very best to gather a little bit of everything. But still, it's very difficult at the end of the day when you have to stand up in front of your community and give them some hope. So what I've been trying to do is really just learn as much about what's happening around the world with this issue. And then I just get up there and to be honest with you, I just speak from my heart. You know, whatever comes to my mind, uh, whatever I feel like fits right, and that's what I'm saying. And, and I feel like there's just no other way I can prepare except to speak from my heart when something like this happens. Today I got confirmation that the Grand Mosque of Mecca, Masjid al-Haram, had prayed a Janazah prayer for the victims of New Zealand. May Allah Azza accept. Allahumma ameen. I want you to just think about that for a minute. If any of those victims would have ever thought that the heart of the Muslim world would remember them and pray for them. And when you think about that, and then you look at the news, as I'm sure all of us have been doing, we've been watching the news and looking at how leaders, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, all the positive things that have been unfolding and happening throughout the world. Even today, this blessed day of Jum'ah, across the city, there are people of all walks of life, of all religions and background, who are supporting one another, not just the Muslim community, but they're supporting each other and coming together to somehow stand up and really send a message against this kind of hate or violence that has happened not just to Muslims, but to somehow prevent it from happening to any community of any religion around the world. So this week I chose to speak about moving forward and the reason why is within this last week I've had quite a few people across the city asking me and looking for advice. What do we do now? What can we do to prevent this from happening not just to Muslim communities but all communities, all you know places of worship? And so that question I thought was important to discuss. If you think about how our Prophet Muhammad projected his message, he was given an additional gift. Aside from the prophethood itself and the Quran and all of its teachings, there was something additional. It's called miracles. He was able to perform miracles. And so all of his critics 
And people who questioned and doubted him, whenever Allah willed, he was able to perform a miracle. And if you think about the miracles of all prophets and messengers, you'll notice that there's a pattern. Almost all of the miracles are visual. You can actually see the sea, it begins to split. The moon begins to split. The dead comes back to life. This clay, this, this chunk of clay turns into a bird. Like Isa alayhi salam. All of these prophets had miracles that they performed. And those around would see it and they would We hear it, we obey. We don't have that anymore. For this ummah, Allah Azza left us a sacred book, the Quran. And it's a miracle to you and I. We tell the world our Quran is a miracle from God, Allah Azza We tell the world this. Here's the problem, ayyuhal ahbab. Here's the problem. You know, as much as we can explain and tell people about how sacred and how important and beloved this book is to us, someone told me a while ago that they had done a survey with a hundred university students who were all Muslim students, by the way. 100 Muslim university students. This was a few years ago. And it was part of a research that the student was doing. And she asked a series of questions about commitment to the Islamic faith. One of the questions that was on the survey, she asked, how much of the Quran have you studied? So these are 100 university Muslim students. The conclusion to that question, 70% of those students have not studied a chapter of the Quran from beginning to end. The good place to start is go back to prophets and messengers. So go back to the Quran. Because of course, as we all Muslims believe, this is going to, this book is, it has the solutions for everything we need. So what does the Quran teach us about how to deal with tragedies like this? So I started thinking about all of these prophets and messengers and certain verses that they used when they were faced with similar uh, cases. And then I kind of narrowed it down and decided, you know, I was gonna focus with the prophet Muhammad and exactly some of the challenges that he had projecting his faith. Mm -hmm. So I started off from the day that he received revelation to what might have been the impression people around him would have gotten when they heard this man was a prophet and this man spoke to an angel who came from God, etc. Like all of the stuff sounds really fairy taleish, right? Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, let me extract that to really show the audience that, you know, at the end of the day, despite all of the support and warmth that the Muslim world has been receiving as a result of this tragedy, people still do not know what Islam is. One man came with the Quran and he taught it to a group of people and they learned it and they continued to teach it to others. 
through one man. 1400 plus years later, there are billions of people in this world that have changed the way they dress, talk, sleep, eat, behave, live, all, even how they go to the bathroom. All of this got changed through this one message of this one man through this one book. It is truly a miracle of Allah. So I think now more than ever, uh, we have a responsibility to open our doors to the world pretty much. Um, more and more open houses, more and more invitations for people to come to the masjid, uh, come to our mosques and see exactly what a mosque is. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so basically just opening our doors for people to just learn and discover and know exactly what Muslims are and what they're doing as opposed to hearing things here and there or watching the media, etc. Uh, th that's what I really wanted to focus on was just how do you create that open door and introduction to who you are. So sometimes that could happen in conversation. Sometimes that could just happen, you know, when you're at that moment where you can do so a kind gesture and you, you say to that person, the reason really why I'm doing this is not just because it's the right thing to do, but because I'm Muslim and this is what Islam teaches me. Just taking advantage of moments like that to really project who you are. This is the light at the end of the tunnel. The light right now where you and I need to be is we need to make sure that we are more proud of our Islamic identity now than ever before. And we're not just doing this for ourselves, but we want the world to also be introduced and to see that we are here and we make the decisions that we make, not for ourselves, but we also care about our neighbors. Actually, it's you can't be a complete Muslim if you don't. You have to love your neighbors. You have to be concerned for other faiths and other religions. You know, we may disagree in theology, but when it comes to a life of peace, when it comes to all of us having the privilege of living in this world without being hated upon or discriminated against simply by existence or affiliation to a religion or culture, this is a right we all have. And Muslims will now say, this is what we are standing for. It's not just Islamophobia, it's all forms of hate. And so when you see and you hear racism happening at work, you stand up and you say something. When you hear about hate of another religion or culture or background or person, we as part of our faith, we stand up against that. This has been Friday Decoded from the Islamic Center of Toronto. Our podcast is produced by the IIT media team. That is Tahmeed Shadman, Muhammad Yasin, Hussam Al-Akbari, and yours truly. Our audio track includes no music instruments and produced by the talented Elias Mao. Check him out at EliasMao.com. If you liked our podcast, please email, like, share, and rate us. We love to hear from you. Our email address is media at islam.ca. 
My name is Mamun Hassan and Assalamu Alaikum.